0: Get ready for some summer fun. In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we're going to talk all about our ideas for things to do over the summer that keep us busy. And we're going to talk books. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to
1: emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to
0: Friends Fit 40s. Well, Laura, we have made it to Memorial Day. We have. School is over, at least for us.
1: Um, It's wrapping up in other parts of the country, and we're looking on towards summer.
0: And thinking about what is it that we're going to do this summer. Now, I have all kinds of jobs lined up for summer because uh, sometimes when you're a teacher, uh, even summers are all kinds of work. But regardless of that, my kids are not working. Right. If
1: they're not enrolled in summer school, you got to keep them busy. Oftentimes, Summer is great. It gives you a nice break, but it can also be tricky when there's that lack of schedule. And so I think like having a list of activities and options to keep them busy and letting them pick from a few of them each day. Oh, that's a great idea. It gives them some purpose. And not that their whole day has to be filled with that, but there's something that they're going to do each day. One, two or three things um, to keep them busy. And so we've created a list of about 10 awesome, Um, that maybe you can put on your summer bucket list and then you can pick from each day. And these are things that
0: essentially aren't going to cost much money at all or less, not
1: much money. So.
0: All right. So what do you have, number one? I think it's the classic. Go on a bike
1: ride or a scooter ride, whether it's in your neighborhood, it's to a local like grocery store or ice cream shop can be a fun like destination. Or if you're fortunate enough, like we are, to have trails in your city
0: to pack up the bike or scooter and go down the trail for a little while. I think that this is one of those things that seems so easy to do. But then when I look back on my summer, sometimes I haven't executed it in the way that I thought I wanted to. And so maybe picking a couple of days that are going to be bike days, like we're going to bike, we're going to do this thing.
1: Perfect. I think it can also be one that if you just notice the temperature is just the right for bike riding and not too hot and humid, like that'll be the days that you're just going ahead and pre-deciding if the temperature is 80 or less, we're going to go on a bike ride okay. just because
0: that way right. it's not so hot. Yeah. So get your bikes tuned up, ready to go air up those tires. And so when the temperature is right, you can just get on there and jet out and find yourself some ice cream or a park or something fun. And then on those days when it is above 90
1: and you're hot and sweaty, I have a great twist on water balloon, making it water balloon baseball or water balloon tennis. Oh, that's fun. So it's a kind of a game, but then you can also get wet So I'm sure most people have seen those water balloons that fill up multiple ones. Gone are the days where we sit there and we tie each water balloon because I do remember doing that. But, you know, you can fill up several at a time and um, then they all fall off and they're tied and ready to go. And so it lasts a couple minutes, obviously, right, because water balloons don't ever last that long. But maybe you find them throughout the year and you have maybe a couple water balloons um, dabbled along your bike riding
0: days. Oh, great idea. All right. Number three. What's next? Okay. So sidewalk chalk murals. Oh, this is like Mary Poppins. I mean, you could
1: do that. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Just get yourself the biggest box of chalk. You know, you remember like when we were kids and we got the 64 box of crayons, like get the 64 or 32 box of chalk. Don't just get the four pieces so that you have lots of colors. Go from your sidewalk or from your driveway to your neighbor's driveway. So that whole chunk of sidewalk in between, like fill it, Um, whether it be with designs or pictures or words. Another great idea that you can do is... Pick a route in your neighborhood and just write some sayings of encouragement.
0: Oh, yeah. For
1: people who are walking or running or bike riding. Um, that can be fun too. That could be
0: fun. You could even like write words that you wanted your child to read along the way and then practice reading while you're going on a walk. There you go. All kinds of fun things. Number four
1: is Visiting local parks or state parks. Now, where we live, we are so fortunate. I don't know how many city parks we have. We, I mean, it's a we crazy amount. Yeah. There's oftentimes like a ch- summer challenge to try to visit all the parks. Yes. But maybe you don't have many in where you live, but... Hopefully you have a few or maybe you get to go on a short road trip and go to a nearby town um, where you can visit a few. Or there are so many state parks um, around the smaller ones is not necessarily the big ones that require admission, but um, that you can go hiking or exploring in. Um, It's a great way to cool off under the canopy of trees, maybe if you're visiting
0: a state park um, on a hot day. Okay, so I have a friend that has entered all kinds of different treats to go to with her kids like ice cream shop and a donut shop and all the specific names and then she has entered it in an app and it it's like a spinning wheel of fortune and then when it lands on whatever it lands on is what they do you, i think you could do that with the parks too oh i think you could, you could enter in all the ones and then you could spin the wheel Yes. And then whatever it lands on that day is the park you can go to. Perfect. I love it.
1: And you can obviously see if you want to meet up friends at one of the parks or have a picnic and then stay a little bit longer because you have lunch and you play. Um, The next one is just to go play in the water. I think that's a classic one for summer. What I love is you can do it at home with water balloons or the hose or slip and slide or water guns or you can go like to a stream or to a creek and wade in it, wear some sand waterproof sandals or some crocs. Um, one thing I used to love to do with my when my kids were little is we would make boats at home with just materials we found in the recycling or leftover craft materials. And then we would go to the streams and just see if they could if they could float. It's a little bit of stem.
0: Yeah, um, that's and, great. And you can get wet while you're doing it. Yeah. So. So you could also play the Will It Float or Will It Sink game with items that you find on your walk to a stream, right? Yes. So everybody get five items that float, five items that sink, and let's see if we can make that happen. Yep. Also, building like dams and bridges mm-hmm. and waterways in streams to look at current and flow, another STEM type of activity that would be fun.
1: One of my favorites, Stephanie, and I'm looking forward to here soon for blueberries, is going berry picking. So I know right now, at least in the Midwest, strawberries are ripe and ready to be picked. And then we'll go into blueberry season in June. And then we go into blackberry season. And that's one of my kids' favorite memories. In fact, my almost 18-year-old was like, when are we going to go blueberry picking this summer? Because he wants to go. It's something that he remembers us doing as children. I used to pay them in ice cream, like, okay, we're going to, you, you're going to fill your bucket and then we'll get an ice cream cone. <laughs> That's perfect. I think it's it's a great way to learn where your food comes from. Yes. Um, they oftentimes taste uh, much better than the grocery store and they just are, they're delicious. You can go home and bake with them or you can freeze them, make smoothies with them or just eat them right off the bush. Hmm. So fun.
0: All right. What's the next one, Laura?
1: Well, I think this is a classic. It's just visiting a splatch park or pool. Um, Whether you have a membership to a pool and you go daily or oftentimes, I know most cities have city pools. Um, I know oftentimes they'll do like punch cards so that you can go more frequently for less cost. Just a way to enjoy the water with your kids. And obviously you can, you know, meet up with friends there too and just cool
0: down yes awesome awesome idea our local towns around where we live have fantastic pools and I think oftentimes people forget to look like within a little bit broader radius to find those awesome pools and I mean you could put those on a spinner along with your parks right there you go yeah and just you know
1: hop in the car 30 minutes or less and you might find a new pool to visit so all right. What's your next one? Uh, visiting the farmer's market. Oh, I love this. It kind of goes along with the berry picking, but I oftentimes, you know, it'll be a Saturday, but oftentimes farmer's market will have a midday market and taking your kids with you to pick out different fruits and vegetables and other food items and then going home and making something with them. Oh, I think it just idea. helps them to learn where food comes from. The farmers can help your kids to know about how to pick something that's ripe versus not, you know, ripe and give them a little bit of knowledge. And so it can be a little learning activity as well. OK, awesome. All right. So how about for those rainy days? So we have a couple for those too. Every day cannot be sunny and warm. I know many craft stores, like big box craft stores like Michael's. We'll have days where you can come in and create a craft for a small amount of money. Um, Oftentimes, they might even do a club where it happens every certain day. And so that's something that you can do. And maybe then while you're there, find something else
0: that's simple to take home to create in your own home. So we had this craft store locally that it was like a make it store. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you could... Go and you paid by the hour and they had all kinds of recyclable things that kids could cr- use for creation. So like old CDs and glue guns and different kinds of hammers and nails and things like that. Just all kinds of things that they could use to create robots or whatever they wanted with it. And so that's something that would be interesting, too. You could kind of create that in your house and yeah. have people come over and um, along those same lines, just kind of like a making it kind of um Opportunity, yeah, for kids. And then, of
1: course, we cannot have a list of things to keep your kids busy. Without saying visiting the local library. Yes. Um, we are so fortunate to have such an amazing library. And we have reading programs for, for the summer for adults. We have them for kids with, with incentives. Um, you can even make your own goal of books to read or picking a whole author and reading through those books. Lots of great ways to, to snuggle in and um, take your mind
0: away in the story of a book right in the local library in addition to having great books oftentimes has programming that involve arts and stem legos uh trivia music music Mm -hmm. yeah so check out the listings in your local library and see what's available uh for you and and your kids uh to enjoy the months of summer
1: So we can't have a summer list about visiting the library without checking in with our local librarian, Stephanie, on some great summer reads that she's recommending. So without ado, she is going to share some of her favorite summer reads.
0: I love this topic. It's one of my most favorite things. Uh, So it's so important that we are reading with our kids over the summertime, uh, students tend to read every day, especially in elementary school. And uh, when they get done with school for the summer and then go back in August, those students that are able to read throughout the summer too have those opportunities are ones that do a lot better um, on their reading test scores and in their other classes as well. So it's so important to read With kids throughout the summer. During our COVID time, our entire family, even though both of my kids were in upper grades, we all sat down for 30 minutes and read a book. And I made my husband do it too. My husband's not a huge reader, but we found books that he liked as well. So all four of us were sitting quietly and reading for 30 minutes, which made a really good atmosphere and it modeled what that reading looked like. So If you have a younger child, like elementary age, one of my new favorite books is called Snack Attack by Terry Border. This sounds tasty. It is tasty. (laughs) And ironically enough, it is filled with puns just like that. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So this book, you will enjoy as much as your kids will enjoy it. So check out Snack Attack. It is on our award-winning book list for Missouri this year. And tell us again who that's by. Harry Border. Okay. The book is Snack Attack. Another book, another snack, Couch <laughs> Potato. Is this all about potato chips? <laughs> kind <laughs> of. It's about a potato that just wants to lay around on the couch all day. He yeah. thinks his life is pretty great. Oh, okay. So Jory John writes that book, and I would highly recommend it. It has some little life lessons in it, and it also, of course, um, has some humor and puns as well. So when you're helping your kids pick out books, you want to think about a couple of things. First of all, let them choose some of the books that they want to read, right? Because we just want kids to be interested in books. But secondly, also as they are choosing their books that they want to read, and oftentimes kids will be uh, drawn to maybe books that mirror TV shows that they've seen Mm -hmm. or Disney shows that they've seen. So your kid is doing that. Let them do that, right? But then also sneak a couple of really great books into those stacks as well, because You can't go wrong with a Jacqueline Woodson or a Mo Willems or, you know, those kinds of of books that are going to help your child just kind of see the variety that's available. Perfect. So, as kids get a little bit older, and I'm thinking with that, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, sixth grade, even. They may be interested in graphic novels and don't shy away from those. There's some great graphic novels out there. There really are. Yeah. And Magic Treehouse series is now in graphic mm-hmm. novel version. I Survived um series is now in graphic novel uh, version. Yeah. Okay. I mean they just came out this year. Babysitters Club, those old classics from the 1980s, are now in graphic novel version. And my students mm-hmm. love Babysitters okay. Club. Yeah. Graphic novel. Yeah. So all kinds of great graphic novels. When my kids come into the library and they want t- to check out graphic novels, I let them do it. Yeah. And in the summertime, they're reading. There is a lot of of inference skills and reading skills that they have to be able to use in order to read a graphic novel. So I just had a student that came in. She was graphic novels. I um, I, I don't love to read, So, but I'm just going to get the comic books. I'm going to get the comic books. And at the end of her eighth grade year, she picked up one of the biggest series that was a written novel that I had, um, the Maximum Rise series. And she is reading that now in its entirety because it has so much more in it than the graphic mm. novel version did. So she read through the graphic novels and then she picked up um, the the prose books yeah. as well. So kind of interesting with that. And not surprising because that I see that a lot happening. If you are somebody that wants a little bit of humor and some environmental thinking. Carl Haysan is a great okay. author. He is a, an adult author as well, but his books for kids are fantastic. Two of my favorite are Hoot and Chomp. Um, Hoot is about burrowing owls and Chomp is about alligators. Yeah. Um, all of his books take place in Florida. And he is one of those authors that makes for a great read aloud. And so even when my kids were in 6th, 7th grade, we did read-alouds as a family as well. Worst Class Trip Ever by Dave Barry is hilarious. Dave Barry is a writer for, I think it's the Miami Herald newspaper. He writes the op-ed pieces. He is a funny writer to begin with, and his chapter book, Delivers. It's about uh, some kids that are going on a class trip to Washington, D.C., and they get in all kinds of trouble. Oh, my goodness. For a little bit more serious or spooky type of books, you might want to check out Coraline. This one is an older title. It's by Neil Gaiman. Um, He did win a Newbery Award for a different book, um, The Graveyard Book, which is good as well. But I love Coraline. It's a mystery. It's a
1: great one. It is
0: great. It is. Now, if you've seen the movie Coraline, the book is way different. Yes. Some movies... Go alongside and some movies don't. Coraline is quite different. And so it's definitely worth the read. Anything by Alan Gratz, he's historical fiction. Okay. I tend well, I check out his books all the time. His section of the library is always empty um, because they are always checked out. Ground Zero is his newest book. It is about um, the Twin Towers. And so it is a little bit heftier, but maybe you're going on vacation to New York City. Right. Maybe you want to have a conversation with your kids about um, what happened before the September 11th date. Alan Gratz has a very interesting way of interweaving stories. Of individuals together that will allow you to see the humanity behind some of these events that have okay. happened, and so he is amazing, and this book is fantastic as well. For older kids, like eighth, ninth, tenth grader, Rudis Pedis will deliver every time. Uh, Fountains of Silence is phenomenal. It is historical fiction, and uh, with my kids, I read it alongside of them, and then we talk about it. So that's a way to kind of level up that reading with your kids and still uh, keep engaged with them. And then the last book I'm going to recommend to you all today is And We Rise by Erica Martin. When I read books, I give them a number rating and then I figure out what my favorite book of the year so far is. And And We Rise is my favorite book of the year so far. Uh, It's subject to change as I read more books, right? Right. So we'll know for sure at the end of 2022 if it stayed there. But this book is phenomenal. It's an easy read in that it is in verse. So there's not a lot of words per page, but it packs a punch. It is a story of the civil rights movement. I would not give this book to anybody probably under seventh grade. Okay, so, so yeah. you heard
1: it from Stephanie, all kinds of books that you can go check out for the summer.
0: All right, Laura, it is now time for our <laughs> weekly homework. What's your wheel going to be this summer? Ooh. What is, like if you're going to make a, a Wheel of Fortune wheel that you spin, what is that wheel going to be? What is it going to do? Are you going to have books? Are you going to have food? Are you going to have activities? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So you could find an app, right, that spins and randomly does things. But you can also write down things on a slip of paper and you could stick it in a jar and just pull it out. I one time grabbed popsicle sticks, the big kind, and I painted the end of them different colors based on the amount of time that the activity took. And so, if we had 10 minutes, I would pick like light blue. If we had a half a day, I'd pick like yellow. And that allowed us to kind of color code our things. And then we drew popsicle sticks. Okay. So another idea as well. So figure out what is it that you're going to, what are you going to do this summer that's going to be amazing? We'll give a little bit of sneak peek into next week, but we are going to talk about setting summer goals. And so this wheel idea might dovetail really nicely into some of those goals that you might be setting this summer too. So uh, with that. Enjoy your week. Go, move, breathe, share
1: kindness with others. You got got this. this. Do you love Friends Fit 40s? Subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work.
0: Also follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.